Hello, welcome back to Way of K. I'm Kara, and I'm just here to share my healing journey and give any tips that helped me along the way as I wish someone would have given me. Today's topic is unlocking your inner child and healing trauma with self-love. So self-love is a powerful tool for healing trauma and also unlocking your inner child. And it helps us to reconnect with our true self and find joy in life. I think a lot of us suppress ourselves for the sake of, you know, circumstance, relationships, friends, jobs, whatever. And so by embracing our feelings, we can kind of learn to accept ourselves and be kinder to ourselves and also use self-love to forgive past mistakes, let go of grudges and create healthier relationships with others. With the power of self-love, we can heal from our trauma and become more connected to our inner child. And that's the part of us that's filled with joy, creativity, and curiosity. Introduction, what is inner child healing and how can it help you? So inner child healing is a therapeutic process that helps to heal emotional wounds of childhood trauma and reconnect with our inner child. And is a powerful tool for self-discovery and self-love as it helps us to understand our current behavior and feelings by looking at our past experiences. So inner child work can help us to identify patterns of behavior that are no longer serving us, as well as uncovering hidden emotions and beliefs that may be holding us back from living our best life. And by engaging in this kind of therapy, we can learn how to nurture ourselves with compassion and kindness and allowing us to create healthier relationships with ourselves and others. What impact does the inner child have on us? How do we understand it? So understanding your inner child is an important part of emotional healing and growth, and it involves, recognizes the impact of your childhood experiences on our current lives and learning how to heal from those experiences. And it could be something that's seemingly unrelated, but there's a story that will kind of give you a little more um, insight on how it can impact us later in life. So there was a woman, she was absolutely terrified of dogs. She never really knew why, she just knew that she was terrified of them. It was like a visceral reaction that she had to dogs. She was just fucking scared. She happened to bring it up around her family one day, her mom, and she, her mom said, like, don't you remember? And she's like, remember what? And she's like, when you were like two years old, the neighbor's dog came over and tried to play with you and knocked you over and you were absolutely terrified, it scared you. And ever since then, you didn't like dogs. So it was something that happened to her such a long time ago that she didn't even have the actual memory still. Her body remembered the experience and that it was traumatizing for her. Us as children, just children in general, are so much more susceptible to small events being registered as traumatic, like the dog knocking her over, but as adults, we can kind of be logical and understand like, oh, the dog was trying to play, whatever. By understanding our inner child, we can kind of gain insight into how we think, feel, and act in our adult lives. And we can also learn how to better cope with difficult emotions and create healthier relationships with ourselves and others. Through this process of understanding our inner child, we can begin to heal from past traumas and create a more fulfilling life for ourselves. So what can you do to unlock your inner child and release trauma. So number one, you need to acknowledge and validate your feelings. The first step in healing your inner child is to acknowledge and validate the feelings and emotions that you have been carrying with you for so long 
And this includes acknowledging any pain, hurt, or trauma that you may have experienced in the past. I have a journal I will show you. So it's this journal here and it's a shadow work journal from Amazon and it has a bunch of prompts inside of it. And I think a lot of people are afraid of shadow work because the word shadow has a lot of negative connotation in media and just everything. And the reason why it's called shadow work is not because of it being like dark or menacing or some sort of magic. It's that uh, based off the theory by Carl Jung. So it's based off the concept of the shadow self. And so the shadow self is the self that we develop and push to the side because of things that were imposed on us as children where say you're really energetic and excited and you talk a lot like an adult says why do you talk so much like you need to be quiet and so they then take on the personality of being not as excitable quiet reserved because they saw that as more uh, acceptable to the people that they respected and looked up to so they suppress their true self to kind of accommodate others and we do that not even just when we're young but also throughout our lives that's kind of where the shadow develops it happens especially when we're young because we're so impressionable at that time for example i'll read some of the prompts out of here i really really like this it was really cheap on amazon if you guys want a link just comment and i will definitely uh, put the link in the comments is the next one is what things have i healed from already and how the thing i judge myself most for where did i learn this judgment from what feelings am i scared to explore or accept yada 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 so it's really really beneficial to kind of learn where you get certain patterns from and that kind of relates back to the method that i've shared before of the why though method of saying oh i'm afraid to record in the gym well why though well i feel like people are going to judge me and i don't want that it's like well why though and then that's when you really start to have to think about why you're behaving or thinking in this way. And it usually relates back to something of like, oh, I was judged when I was younger, I was bullied. So I'm really afraid of people's judgment because I would rather just be acceptable and, you know, quell myself and my passion so that other people are comfortable. And it's like, well, why though? You know, and you keep asking why until you get to the true root of the issue. It's really, really helpful, but shadow work, you got, everyone should be doing shadow work. It's so extremely beneficial for your mind and soul. Number two, again, this is a reoccurring theme, but self-compassion. Um, this is the act of being kind and understanding towards yourself. If it's something that you would not say to a friend, you should not say it to yourself. We are our biggest critic. Our brain listens to us. So the way you speak to yourself does matter. And that's why I'm so adamant about affirmations and not my last video, but the video before that is a podcast episode of mine of just straight affirmations for 15 minutes. I listen to it on my way to the gym in the morning and you can record your own and listen to your own self say them. I literally just picked like 50 and then put it on loop three or four times so that I can listen to it. I listen to affirmations, whether it's the one that I made or other people's every single day, just because it does help you be in that positive mindset. And it truly does make a difference. There's a study, the gist of it is, they said positive things to one set of water and negative things to another set of water. The things with the negative, I'll put pictures. Negative looked like, you know, muddled, not very unique, uh, not very beautiful. And then the positive things looked very beautiful. The crystalline structure was so different. And it, it was a very interesting, it was done in Japan, I believe. It was a very interesting study. And it's very interesting to read about 
And that again means that like our words do have impact and like the emotions do carry energy. If you hear something negative, quickly say three affirmations. Literally, I used to do that when I was first really struggling with my negative self-talk and it really helped. Number three, engage in therapeutic activities. This could be journaling, art therapy, talk therapy. If you have a therapist, these things can help you process and release the trauma that you've been carrying with you. Meditation was really good for me as well. And these activities can help you gain a deeper understanding of yourself and your experiences because it just gives you that time to reflect on why you're doing things or why things come to your mind. Number four is connecting with your inner child. This is a powerful way to heal the past and release trauma. And it can kind of reframe your childhood thoughts so that you remember things that you enjoyed. So this could be um, creative activities that you liked to do when you were younger or would have liked to do, things that you always wanted to do when you were young. So for example, for me, I really did like to draw and do art, but I also liked to um, be outside, play outside. And some people, they really liked to jump rope, roller skate, anything like that, that kind of was fun for you to do as a child or that you always wanted to do as a child, you can now do it as an adult and reframe it, make it better or be able to do it for the first time. And it can be very, very healing and connecting with that part of yourself that may have felt like it was lacking. Number five, this is a reoccurring theme as well, but self-care, it's so essential for healing, not only your inner child, but just your relationship with yourself as well. And it can be very relaxing and you can release a lot of trauma while uh, taking care of yourself. So this could be exercise, meditation, uh, spending time in nature, having a self-care spa day, and doing things that you enjoy like hobbies or spending time with loved ones. Whatever self-care is to you, it's so individualized. So you can get ideas from other people what their self-care routine is, but having control in some aspect of your life regarding to how you take care of yourself is so important for your relationship with yourself because if we're constantly doing things that we don't enjoy or just working or just doing things that our friends wanna do, we're really not caring for ourselves. So I make it a point to at least once a month, I get myself food that I really enjoy, usually sushi. I have a movie night by myself, do a face mask, do the whole shebang where I like do my self tanner, my lashes, my nails, everything. I smoke a joint, whatever the case. I take care of myself in a way that feels good for me and it is very, very healing for me. Those are the five steps to kind of unlocking and releasing the trauma. Of course, it's the most difficult thing to do to learn to love yourself and accept yourself. Once you do, it becomes so much easier to let go of the past and move forward. A lot of us, when we have traumatic experiences, we kind of separate our emotions from our body and we no longer kind of intertwine them. And that's why things like positive affirmations daily can help change negative thoughts. Gratitude journaling can help us realize what we're really grateful for. You know that a yellow car theory or whatever it's called, where if you're looking for a yellow car, you're gonna see a yellow car because your attention is more like on the yellow car. It's the same with negative and positive things. When you are more aware of the positive things going on in your life, you're gonna be looking for more positive things. Same if you're more focused on the negative things, you're gonna see more negative things because you were already thinking about all the negative things. So starting your day with gratitude can be very helpful, even if it's just one thing at a time. Today I'm grateful for a roof over my head and food to eat. Today I'm grateful that I have amazing friends and family. Today I'm grateful for the ability to walk. Mindfulness, so meditation, yoga, mindful movement. 
I like to meditate or do active meditation while I'm doing the dishes because I have never been a huge fan of doing the dishes. And so making it into an activity for myself helps and it can be very relaxing. And forgiveness, forgiving yourself and others for past mistakes. We don't forgive ourselves. We can never truly forgive other people because if we're not forgiving the person that we spend all of our time with, how can we forgive other people? And if we're really hard on ourselves, we tend to be hard on other people too. It's just how the cookie crumbles. Project, we do things that we don't really expect ourselves to do. Those things are really helpful activities to engage in to deeper understand yourself and kind of be a little more positive towards ourselves. Also making sure that you're living in your purpose. And I know a lot of us are in situations where we can't necessarily do our dream job right now, but we can work towards it right now. I think a lot of us fall into the destination syndrome where it's like, oh, I'll start my YouTube channel when I have more time. I'll start my content creation journey when I have more followers. I'll start that business that I wanna start when I have this much money. Start fucking now. There's literally nothing that you can wait for and we just end up coming up with more excuses. That's why this year I said I was gonna release one video a week because I was really just done with my own bullshit because I knew that I had the time. If I could be on social media for an hour a day, I could be creating an hour a day. If I could you know, watch multiple shows and finish them during a week, I can spend some of that time working on my own business or working on my own passions and you can do the same thing. It's all about time management, prioritizing the things that you're absolutely passionate about and if you're not prioritizing it, you don't care enough. And I know that it can be different if you're in not the right mental state, but you can do a little bit of something every day and you don't have to start great you don't have to have the best tools for your passion. For example, one of my passions is podcasting. People have these amazing setups. They have like these fucking ultra 4K cameras. And I have this little DJI gimbal camera that it's amazing. I love this camera. So I have just a $30 USB microphone that I plug into my laptop and I use a free podcasting platform called Anchor and got started. It was ugly, but it was, I got started and I had a lot of really positive feedback and I felt very aligned with my passions. And same with YouTube. I had my phone to start and then this camera, which is amazing. I'm so happy that I purchased this, but I really didn't need it. My phone has great quality. And if you want to start YouTube, use your phone, start ugly. It doesn't matter. You just need to get comfortable. And even if I'm just talking to the void, it's like documenting my journey. And if you never start, you will keep asking yourself, like, what if I started this? If I started this last year, maybe this year, I wouldn't be working the same job that I fucking hate or another job that I fucking hate, you know, jumping, not doing something that you're passionate about, working in nine to five. If you don't want to be working in nine to five, you can start something small. Like you don't have to have the best shit. You just start now, like find your passion, align with your passion. You'll be so much happier. And if you don't know what you want, it's time to do some deep work and discover like what you're truly passionate about. For me, I love being creative. I love creating stuff and I'm very passionate about helping people. And so whether that's helping people by making videos like this, helping people in personal training or whatever, I love people. The human experience is so interesting to me. And once I started aligning like the things that I'm already passionate about and learning about and just started making shit for other people to learn. Also making stuff that I love to talk about. So align with your passions 
and you will be so much happier in your everyday life and it'll allow you to love yourself more because you won't feel like you're living a life that's not your own. And that also comes with healing your inner child because a lot of us are in jobs or situations because of like ideas that either other people impose on us, we impose on ourselves or like our parents impose on us, for example. So a lot of people are like, oh, if I don't go to college and like do this certain thing, my parents are gonna be mad at me. Like I love my parents, but be fucking for real. They told me not to be a personal trainer. And a lot of people told me not to be a personal trainer. They said it's not good enough money. But here I am. I live in California and I'm able to afford rent. I, this is one of the most expensive places in the world to live and I can do it. So if I can live here, I can live anywhere. And that's like a huge accomplishment. And my parents never wanted me to move here. They never wanted me to leave. They wanted me to keep going to school. And I love them, but they're very nine to five oriented. They're just the time they grew up in. And that's fine. Like, they love what they do. They seem happy. And I, my passions just weren't aligned with working for someone else my whole life. And, you know, there's a lot of creative freedom in personal training. So I think that's why I resonated with it so much. But I also just love my clients and I love talking to them. And so it's very rewarding for me to see people, you know, tell me that I've helped them so much. I feel so passionate about what I do, as well as like the extracurricular stuff that I do, YouTube, podcasting, my social media pages. I love creating. And so I feel like I started to love myself so much more when I started doing stuff for myself and less for other people and less for my parents and less for my friends and more just for me. And that takes a long time to learn that like it's okay and that those who love you will stick around and those who don't will fuck off and that's fine. Sometimes it's scary to tell our parents that we don't want to do the things that they want us to do, but they're going to accept you or they're just going to keep nagging you about it and that's fine. And eventually they'll stop. And if you don't have a good relationship with your parents, you can keep things to yourself. You don't have to tell them everything that you're doing. You can tell them like if they ask you questions, you can just tell them that like you're taking care of it and they're like, I'm happy and I'm taking care of myself. I'm doing what I want to do. And they're either going to accept it or not and unfortunately sometimes there's boundaries we have to set with uh, even the people that we love the most and one of them for me is the boundary that I set is that nobody's going to tell me what to do or who to be. It took me a long time to be okay with that and took me a long time to stop fearing my parents judgment but once I did I felt so liberated and just truly aligned with myself and like I was living for myself and not for my parents. Most important is be patient. This shit's not going to fix itself overnight you're still gonna react in ways that you don't expect to or that you thought you were past. And it takes time to heal. And being patient with yourself is one of the most important aspects of healing because the healing process can't be rushed. And sometimes we take five steps back to take seven steps forward. And this past year, I found myself regressing a lot into things that I thought I healed years ago and I haven't. And so they resurface because if you don't heal the cycle, it repeats. And each time it repeats, it gets harder and harder. And if you don't heal it, it's going to present it to you again. And it's like, all right, motherfucker, are you listening? Like, do you hear this shit? Do you feel this shit? I'm going to give it to you harder. I'm going to make you feel this even worse because you didn't fix it last time and I'm not getting your attention. So it's going to keep bringing those lessons up until you learn it. So learn it. Be patient. Pay attention. Learn the lesson and then you can forgive yourself because it's only a mistake if you learn from it. If you don't learn from it and change it, it's a choice. And you can't keep choosing the wrong thing for your happiness, your inner child, your self-love. You have to choose yourself at some point. All in all, healing your inner child, 
doing shadow work, having self-love, reframing your thoughts, all of these things can be such an amazing tool, not only for you know ourselves, but if you want to have children, things that you can teach them. The way we treat ourselves has such a huge impact on the people around us and how we communicate in our jobs, with our family, with our spouses, with our partners, whatever the case. When we heal those things, it can just release so much drama and stress from our lives. It doesn't mean that things aren't gonna happen to you and things aren't gonna be hard anymore. It just means that you're stepping gracefully into the next chapter of your life. There's always gonna be ups and downs, but at least the past, the far past, doesn't have to keep dragging you down from things that are no longer relevant. There's this really interesting book there's two of them I'm going to recommend. Um, one is called Body Keeps a Score. It talks about um, the healing of trauma in the body and how it alters our brain, how we think, how we act. Um, he uses a lot of examples from veterans who have post-traumatic stress disorder from Vietnam. And that was the first time they really started to research why these people were acting this way and why they were so deeply impacted and how things that seemed seemingly irrelevant to each other were so interconnected. And it's very interesting and it makes you think a lot. It is definitely one that you need to take your time with because there's a lot of uh, sensitive kind of topics where you have to sit and integrate a little bit. And then the other one is called, called Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. I haven't read it yet, but the summary basically says um, why zebras don't get ulcers, explores the leading causes of stress and how to keep it under control, as well as the biological science behind stress, which can be a catalyst for performance in the short term, but a potential threat in the long run. So it talks about how like holding on to traumas and stress can actually really impact our health and you know our life in general so not only does this stress stay in our bodies but in our minds and our hearts and so it's so important to learn more about ourselves and why we do the things we do and heal so that we don't continue this pattern that's what that's what they mean when they say generational trauma so healing those things breaking the cycle and having new healthier habits instead of running to substances toxic habits, toxic people, whatever the case, breaking that cycle, loving ourselves. And really when you love yourself, you don't let anybody tell you shit. You don't let anybody step on your toes. You don't let anybody cross your boundaries. When you love yourself, you know what you want. And it is a process. We don't just love ourselves overnight after not loving ourselves, but it is a very fulfilling process because you see yourself changing along the way. You can literally change your life by just trying to make small changes in the way that you speak to yourself, in the way that you treat yourself, in the way that you think, in the way that you understand, looking for deeper understanding and really questioning why you do things. That's really all you need. All you need is love. You need to love yourself and, you know, heal. Be a better you or nobody but yourself. Thank you for watching. I'm going to be posting every Friday. Subscribe, comment below if you have any questions or topics that you recommend. Thank you, peace out, and I'll see you guys next week.